my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're going to talk about how to create more engaging content because everyone's trying to create content right now. So let's talk about it. We'll do the first one, and this is the most obvious one, is don't use AI to create your content. AI is just creating more regurgitated stuff. Chad GPT's index is what? 3.5 is from September 2021, I think it is. And they say Chad GPT 4 is still going to be September 2021, so they're not going to adjust the date time frame, although that will be modified over time. BART is a few weeks old, so it's pretty live and up to date. Uh, and I don't know why more people still use ChatGPT over BART. I use BART. Look, all the workplace integrations now. Dude, it's just so much better. But what we're seeing is, dude, literally, I don't know how many clients you talk to, but we talk to so many potential customers and customers. And they're all saying like, oh, how do we just create our content with AI? And I remember I was talking to someone. And they're just like, we don't need a budget for content. We're just going to create all AI and we're going to get better results because we can create more of the content. I said, okay, try it out. They created tons of content and their traffic actually started going down. And they started publishing it. And I was like, one, the content's not engaging. Two, it's just regurgitated information that you can find all over the web. Three, you now have a ton of low quality pages on your site, which Google and search engines hate. And they prefer you to have less pages, but extremely high quality. Actually, to, to build off of that, it's... It works when you use AI to create modified content. And what I mean yes. by that, yeah. And I don't think any people are talking about it. Like, yes, modified content works. And so if like this, for example, modifying this into like a blog post, that will work. And or or taking your old content, updating it, that's yeah. modifying it yeah. as well. That works really well. And, and dubbing is also modifying content too. Yep. So I think more people need to be talking about that moving forward. We just coined that here. Um, and what, what else What else is there with the with the... With the AI stuff, I I I I I think 
that's the biggest way to lose engagement. The second thing is if you want super engaging content, you got to create something that's new and fresh that people haven't talked about. See, when we started in the marketing game, it was all about how many pieces of content can you crank out each and every single week and what are the keywords that you can target? But now it's not about that. Like, sure, yeah, you still want to target keywords and you want to cover the necessities uh, when it comes to your industry and just have all the basics, you know, intermediate and advanced type of content covered. But people really want to hear the new stuff. It's not about like, oh, to create engaging content, you need to have an infographic or a video or use social media. It's more so people want to engage with new stuff that just helps them. And the content isn't really trying to sell on anything. You know what's interesting? So we're kind of talking about this in the context of SEO, and I want to pivot into social in a second. But I don't know about you. Like, I was looking at a Google Search Console this just out of curiosity. I was like, I wonder how many clients their traffic has been declining in the last 12 months from an SEO standpoint. I think it's like it like 70%. And not all of them are doing like SEO with us, right? But it's just like, you look at them, it's like, wow, like the SEO is just getting harder. And I think one of the trends, what we've talked about in a previous podcast is like, SEO is very much a rich man's game or rich women's game. It's just, it's getting tougher. Um, it, so yeah. it is getting tougher, but we look at a lot of data on Search Console data and companies that are doing marketing, including the ones we work yeah, with. Yeah, you have a lot of Uber Suggest data. Uh -huh. Are you seeing it We're decline? seeing increases. No, we're you're not seeing, seeing we're not So seeing overall increase is what you're seeing. From the people that are doing marketing. Like when we look at our, our, our all our clients because we track it, mm -hmm. we're seeing increases. These are SEO clients, though. Correct. Yeah, my, mine's, we're just also you're looking, just looking at, at general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. general. Yeah. But when we look at people who are just doing SEO, we're still seeing nice gains. What we're not seeing anymore is... Assuming you're at scale, there was a point where you were able to get like 30, 40, 60, 100% gains year over year. Uh, and again, this is assuming you're at scale. We're not seeing that as much anymore, but we are seeing nice wins. And we're seeing sites that have content around one subject, one area perform way better than sites that just talk about everything. There's this one gal, she has a sub stack and where she talks about, she. I think she's probably the only one, one of the only few people in this world that has this data, data set on like, you know, who prefers uh, monogamy versus um, polygamy or is it polygamy or polyamory, whatever. Dude, I don't know. Uh, I'm married. I, I don't know. I don't, I just don't know how to pronounce the words. But anyway, there's like all this data. It's like, uh, uh, who's actually cheated before? Have you ever cheated in a relationship? So she has all this data and it's like mapped into like graphs and things like that. The point is people want novelty and people like if you have interesting data, that is novel, right? Yes. If you have an interesting point of view, that is novel. If you can tell a good story, that is novel. But if you keep regurgitating the same stuff, then. And yeah, and what we say, whether it's content on social or a website that's text-based, people want short digestible. It doesn't mean that your content can be 3,000 words. It means that people need to be able to skim it and get all the nuggets and the insights that they want really quickly. Um, on social, we're seeing long-form video just not perform as well as short-form video. People have shorter attention spans. What's the saying? The average human has a shorter attention span than a goldfish? Yeah, a couple seconds. Yeah, it's something crazy like that. And I don't think it's getting better with TikTok or Reels or anything like that. There, I mean, to your point, the, um, you're talking about TikTok. It, spectacle marketing is another thing, right? Like Mr. Beast is very good at spectacle marketing. Yeah. It's always something crazier and crazier and crazier. The problem with spectacles is it has to get crazier and crazier and crazier. If it doesn't, you'll start to bore people. So like his trajectory has to remain insane. Which is hard because yeah. it's like, remember he, he compared the boat thing? We had a whole podcast episode yeah. on it from like a dollar boat to yeah. a million know. dollar boat or a billion dollar boat. It was something, I don't yeah. think it was bigger than a million. Billion, billion. Yeah, you can't get, I don't think you get that big of a yacht for a million dollars. No, no, you can't, you can't, you're right, you're right, yeah. <laughs> I haven't billion. been on a boat I think in it was ages. A billion. Yeah, I get yeah. seasick. Yeah. Uh, but 
either way, the key with engaging content is it's like something fresh, new. Um, I, I, you know, if you look at the Hermoses, they do a really good job with creating engaging content on social media. So does Cody Sanchez. Alex, so Alex and okay, so let's go, let's look at Alex. Uh, Layla does a good job, but what I would say is. Alex and Cody, they, they tell really good stories. Not that Layla doesn't tell good stories. Layla is, um, she, I don't think she tells as many stories as the other two. And that's what I think creates a lot of novelty as well. But it, it, for me, it's not just the stories. <clears throat> they create content that appeals to the masses. Mm -hmm. Like Cody will be like, this guy's playing the violin and he created a business that's doing $100,000 a year. So, like, oh, okay, how you make a hundred grand a year yeah. playing a violin or this laundry mat makes like five million dollars a year and they don't no money down or something like that yeah. yeah or like alice will be like i've tried on 40 pairs of shorts 40 pairs of t-shirts uh, and 40 different shoes yeah. and here's the most comfortable outfit yeah right but like stuff that's broad mass appeal yeah. i'm not saying it converts the best i'm not saying it can't convert well i think it it, it doesn't <clears throat> convert as well as niche content but you're somewhat making it up by having more people uh, that are just viewing the content. But anything that's unique like that does really well. And I went through phases where I would create stuff like that, like I talked oh, yeah. about. Yeah, what about your $100,000 outfit or something? I did stuff about clothes, what, spending 100 plus grand on clothes did for me, tra what traveling in first class, uh -huh. what I got from it. I broke down a long time ago when people actually liked it. No one cares for it anymore, but uh, the Centurion Amex card, what all the benefits were and stuff like that. And that kind of content did really well. But when we look at visitor to conversion rate, it was just so terrible that we stopped creating content like that. But on the flip side, if you create very specific, technical, data-rich content, People love it. It's super engaging. Like we'll be like, what's the difference between using a subdomain versus a subdirectory for SEO? Um, and you can say like, you know, assuming you actually did, we analyzed 1,632 sites and this is what we learned, right? I'm making it up, but assuming you can actually run the study, analyze all those sites and you can come up with uh, key nuggets and breaking that kind of stuff down for people, they love it. You're not going to get the views compared to like, what's more comfortable, Crocs versus, you know, Nike. But on the flip side, you'll generate way more customers. If you want to create engaging content, it's worth thinking about what it is that you're actually enjoying. And so, for example, this Marketing School podcast, we're nerding out on marketing right now. We're talking about stories. But also, I've realized, for me, I don't like doing direct-to-camera like I am right now where I'm lecturing. But what I enjoy doing is having conversations. So long-form podcasts, two to three hours or so, I can do those all day because, one, I love learning. Two, I love teaching. And I kind of get both of, both of those at the same time, right? So it's like figuring out what really resonates with you. And so for Neil, he doesn't do spectacle stuff, right? Um, and you have to also understand there's a trade-off too. Like, A, do what you enjoy because that keeps it engaging. Keep, people can tell where you're not having fun with it. Yeah. But also with marking school, our trade-off here is we do it daily. But I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of people come up to me at conferences saying, hey, I – I listened to the podcast or I used to listen to podcasts. It's great stuff, but they got what they needed and they moved on. And like, maybe that's just how it is for this. And like, yeah. you have to be willing to accept the trade-offs. Yeah. Or what I found is majority of people I've talked to, they listen to some episodes they are not always consistent, but a lot do uh, listen to it in spurts in which they'll listen, they'll go and execute a lot of stuff. And then they'll come back three, four, six months later and start listening again and then go and implement new stuff that they learned. Yep. And by the way, like we're, we're constantly iterating too, right? So it's one, it's important to do the type of content that you enjoy that actually gets engagement and actually converts for you. So you can ikigai, ikigai your way to content. Um, and then, then also do, I forgot what I was going to say. So too bad. So <laughs> go ahead. 
the, the big thing I would really tell everyone is if you're really trying to create engaging content, the hardest part is, and we, we talked about this, is creating something new. And what I figured out that's really helped me, and it's not actually anything revolutionary, I used to try to figure out what's new by reading a lot of other sites, and but then creating what they're writing is more like regurgitated. Um, what's really helped me is looking at what's trending in other industries. So let's say someone we're in marketing. Let's say someone is in digital transformation or someone is in uh, sales or something, right? Not marketing, but sales. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let's say the company is gone and they did an interesting study on something related to sales. And if it went viral, what we'll see is, hey, can we actually do something similar like that for the marketing industry? So look at what's working for other industries that's causing content to get tons of engagement, like shares, virality, and see if you can apply that to your industry and see if anyone's created anything like that within your industry. And if so, then great, do more of it. Uh, I mean, or if they have it, then go create it and see what ends up happening. Uh, a great example of this is if you look at Gong, they may do stuff like on, you know, how much do you talk versus they talk or other people talk. And you can say, hey, based on the average time that you talk, this is better for sales or it's worse for the sales. You know, you can end up analyzing a lot of content on, let's say if I was doing marketing from social media and reels and be like, what's the difference between a five second reel, a 10 second reel, a 15, 20, 25, 30, 40, and be like, does less talk time or more talk time actually help you get more engagement? Mm. And you can break it down, not just for, hey, we analyze 10,000 videos, but look at it per industry and have a big sample set for each one and be like, okay, for the auto industry, here's what they prefer. For B2B software, here's what they prefer. For healthcare, here's what people prefer. And if you just break <clears> it down <throat> like that and then you start giving people the data, we're finding that kind of stuff to do really well. But you can take what someone else is doing and adapt that concept to your industry, just like I gave the example with Gong. If someone makes an AI tool that can do that, where they can extrapolate the data and scrape all the data, <laughs> we would be very interested to at least try it out, if not invest. Uh, yeah. I don't know about invest because these things, like, feel, I feel like things can get. Uh, we'll be a paying user. Yeah. We'll, we'll be customers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that is it for today. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Check out this next video over here if you're watching on YouTube, and we'll see you tomorrow. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. 
people. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 